Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow pow pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? It's life logistics again. We're going to attempt to actually get some logistics done because we've struggled over the last couple of weeks, we got distracted, as we sometimes do. Um, uh, far be it from me to start a new show with any distractions, but I do have to just mention oh. a couple of things. Well, feel free. That, That's it. About, so gone. About, the, about the Euros that we didn't talk about on yesterday's episode. One, All right, really okay. briefly, because it's been covered sufficiently on social media, but... Shout out to the ball car from the opening ceremony because that's the sort of thing oh, that... Oh, tiny car, yeah. That's the sort yeah. of thing that we would fantasise about on this podcast. And it actually oh, happened. fucking hell, yeah. It reminded me of what's the what's the Hannibal film, it might just be called Hannibal, where Ray Liotta gets his skull um, sawn off and you can see his brain sticking out the top. Oh, yeah. It looked a bit like that when the ball was put into the car. Just yeah. the, the, top, the top half of the sphere... Yeah, just emerging a brain at the top sticking of the out of her. And then yeah. there was also, um, there was also uh, a, a film with Clint Eastwood. It was one of the Dirty Harry movies, but he did one in the 80s, I think, called Dead, The Deadpool. Yeah. And, and uh, in that, he is chased. There's a car chase through San Francisco with an, a proper car with a human in being pursued by mm. a remote control car that I think, wow. I assume, has a small bomb attached to it. It's the weirdest car chase scene in the history of cinema. <laughs> Fucking hell. Because it's that quite unexciting. Like the sort of thing, that doesn't sound like the sort of thing Clint Eastwood would get involved in. That I know. It, it was a low point for him. I think that's why he ended the Dirty Harry franchise. Yeah, the after the that. remote control car. But that was but good. Yeah. And, and another thing, because sometimes things happen in football that you think, this is like something that would be made up on the popular podcast Top Flight Time Machine. And mm. I felt that two things of that nature have already happened in the uh, Euros so far. One was, of course, the ball in the car, which I hoped they were going to do for every game, but depressingly it they haven't. Just, uh, yeah. um, but the other thing was, did you see Jesse Lingard watching the England game yesterday? Yeah. Now, was he in Altrincham or somewhere like that? He, he, I don't know where he was, but... The key there's one key detail that makes it very much within our oeuvre, I would say, is that mm. he was in a beer garden, good lad, drinking cider, apparently, in a Declan Rice shirt, mm. which obviously I loved, right? And all mm. those things you think, great, he's just, you know, he got dropped, he shouldn't have been, it was an injustice, but he's just out enjoying it, right? But the best bit was the cunt had a parrot on his shoulder. 
Why? <laughs> Nobody knows, right? But not only did he have... I saw the original shot I saw was from behind, him in his Declan Rice shirt with a parrot on his shoulder. And I thought, small chance that could be a pretend parrot, a toy parrot, right? But then there was another yeah. shot of him on the same day at the bar ordering drinks. And the parrot was very much live and still on his shoulder. So he obviously... Wow. I don't know whether it's his parrot. Some people say, no, no, it probably belonged to the bar. It'd be the, the bar's parrot, yeah. You do get bar parrots. I, think. I believe there was one yeah. in Sunderland, I've heard. There was, right. yeah. And um, there... But this, this, I think it might be his because what kind of a parrot, unless it's a parrot that you've befriended and fathered, mm. that you've performed some parrot husbandry on, would be mm-hmm. comfortable to just not only sit there watching the game with you, but then when you go up to go to the bar, stay, stay there on your shoulder. Go, yeah, no problem. It might be a um, a celebrity fan parrot, you know, that just only attracted the celebrities. A groupie parrot. A groupie parrot, yeah. Maybe. Or maybe they'd smeared some parrot oil on his shoulder so that it would <laughs> sit on him or whatever. Paste. Whatever kind of paste it is the parrot eat. Parrots like smeared meat paste, some. I think. Yeah, Shippums. Yeah. Um, yeah, get, just getting back to the car thing, though. Some, some I tweeted about how brilliant it was and that me and my son both cheered the car yeah. when it, it appeared. Yay! It was kind of like, you know, football's back. Yeah, me and Len were the same. At half-time, we, we were chanting, ball car, ball car. Uh, someone, uh, someone went, oh, yeah, I, I just, just sought for the shit show that it was. Uh, and, and marketing uh, and I thought I thought fucking hell mate wait till you see all the other fucking ads all over the place everywhere you look I mean there are some tournament. there are some cunt ads on they're always the, the advertising is it's very worse when there is a football tournament on yeah with the plethora of patronising commercials that portray we the humble football fan as fucking idiots right um, I mean, at least we got to see a little car. We got to see a little car. Would it. you? What would you rather see that or a fucking advert? I mean, this, this part of this fucking tournament sponsored by TikTok. For fuck's Fuck sake. sake! No one even you know knows what, I mean? what that is. At least yeah. no one over the age of like twenty. Anyway, um, so apologies if you listen to this nine months on and you're not IFS because we're talking about something that happened nine months ago. Yeah, but fuck you. Um, and it, it yeah. and if like you know, Jesse Lingard has been killed by a parrot during those nine months, and here we are making light of it. You can't blame us he, for that. We he didn't die know. from some kind of parrot disease. Yeah. Parrot um, flu. Right. So logistics. Where were we? I've just lost the screen. Right. The, the logistics on. Uh, have you got any there? I'm looking. But I can't find. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Someone called the Pirate Cats. Uh, okay. And uh, they've said, I need to block up a small doorway in my garage and I've never mixed concrete or layered bricks before. Oh. Do I do I do it myself or spend £400 on a bricky to do it for me? Well, I mean, my temptation here is to say, yeah, you must try this. You do should it do it yourself. What could possibly go wrong? Concrete. That's easy, isn't it? Well, it's just bit, I've bit always, sand, bit I've always, always wanted to build a wall. I think we now live in the YouTube era where you can learn how to build. We can learn how to do anything from anything. YouTube. Yeah. And the main thing is that I've always loved is the idea of a cement mixer, which you can hire 
Not, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's particularly expensive to hire a cement mixer. We'll look it up in a sec, maybe. Yeah. But obviously, as a boy, you know, all of us walked around. We saw builders with cement mixers, and we thought, yeah. I want one of those when I grow up. I want to own Sam? one. Sam, one of my earliest memories and one of my fondest memories was when I was about four years of age in the block we lived next door to us, John, was um, decided to build a garage on the back of his house and my dad helped him mm. and they had a cement mixer. Oh. Oh, did, they have a, did they have a cement mixer? No, they didn't have a cement mixer. They were, they doing, it, they were doing it by hand. So they had, they had sand cement and water yeah. and they mixed the sand and the cement together and then they formed it into a kind of a big square yeah and then they pour the water into the the, the walls that yeah. they created with this sand and cement and then slowly pushed in the sand and the cement dry mix in and slowly mixed it added a bit more water mix 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 Whoa. until they had cement and then they were laying bricks and building this garage with their trowels with their trowels and their bare hands Fucking and it's hell. one of the best things I've ever been involved in. It looks so satisfying, Fucking doesn't it, hell. building a wall? It looks so Seems satisfying. Easy. Someone was telling me Do the it. other day when they were like they were at some sort of college doing their A levels, but it also had you know, like like the college I went to, you could do your A levels or whatever, but they also would do city and guilds there in the same place. Yeah. Mm. And so he had a spare period. I think he was doing A-levels, but he had a spare period and he saw that they did bricklaying. So he thought, mm. fuck it, I'll do a bricklaying course because then I'll never want for any walls in my life. Yeah. I might as well yeah. fill my time learning how to bricklay. And he said every time he's needed a wall throughout his life since then, he's just built the fucker himself. He's just knocked one up. Yeah. I can't. I mean, I have had walls built. Like I had an extension put on this house when I first moved in. That's the only time, but that's I wouldn't I wouldn't be trying to build a whole extension, a small wall about knee height. Count me in. What was the extension experience like? Was it nightmarish? Yeah. Or did it go quite smoothly? It was a nightmare. It was nightmarish. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I think it always is. Yeah, it really. It was. In in all honesty, it sounds like a like a bit whingy, and maybe it is. But during that period, that was when I sort of really started to behave strangely and I was drinking too much and all the rest of it it was when we moved into this house and had the prolonged period of like not really being able to live here or when we were living here we were living in a building site and it dragging on for ages and costing more and more money and trying to balance that with just fucking giving the Shit. kids some stability and also working a lot because I was overworking in order to pay those bills and I think that was a I think that was a trigger I look back on that and I think, fucking hell, don't get anything built lightly again. <laughs> so it was the ex- it was the extension that really sent you into the abyss. The extension almost. was certainly a part of it. It wasn't the main culprit, but it was all part of one big sort of period that went on for about a year or 18 months where like, there were so many different things that were disrupting my life and mm. I didn't cope with it properly, which is my fault. I wonder if you know this, this, they say that the mental health services are in crisis point and at breaking point in this country. Yeah. I wonder how many people are undergoing mental health treatment because they've had extensions. Uh, they've committed you, to extensions be, that have gone wrong. I would say if we had a therapist on there, right, and we said how many times does some sort of major home improvement involving contractors pop up in sessions yeah. you have with people, I think they'd say a lot. 
75 percent they'd say it, it, it pops it, up just as much as shit to do with their fathers when they were kids yeah it's the, that, the, the common the common misconception is that a lot of people have things going on like skeletons in their childhood and all that, that <laughs> later on trigger mental health crises but to be honest the most of it it's just people who agree to have a dormer put they, in their roof they haven't thought attic. it through they look at the brochure they think oh it looks lovely and they're thinking too far red they don't think about the bit in between the bit between you signing the contract and then actually having that extension. All the disruption and the dirt and Mom, the mess. And often all that. builders don't turn up for the first three months. Often what they do is they come, they build the foundations, they'll build a big fucking pit, right? And then they'll just fuck off and you won't see or hear from them for three months. And you'll just be living with a pit outside your house and you don't know whether they're ever coming back. And, and then one day they just don't turn house. up. But the gaffer's just, nowhere to be seen. There's just a couple of really surly Polish lads. And you turn up and say, <laughs> fucking hell, what are you lot doing here? Well, I thought you disappeared three months. And they go, we're here now. Right? And, that, and that, <laughs> you, you're just so confused. That's no good. <laughs> <laughs> they, um, they, they did dig a pit outside my house. And I thought, someone's going to fucking fall in that pit. Yeah. Right? Uh, they did, did exactly what I described. And it's very common. They build pits and then they just, on the so first then, day to make it look like they're on it. And yeah. then they go away and cite the weather for the reason why they haven't been there. But because and they've then, got the pit built, they know that you can't back out. See what I yeah. mean? But then and you've got like three months of pit anxiety. Exactly. Because you're worried that someone's going to fall in it. And guess what happened? No one, no, no, fell in not it. a nope. human fell in and no. not a cat. But one morning... I had a little look in the pit as I was leaving the house to take the kids to school and there was a poor little hedgehog that had fallen in. Oh, no. And the hedgehog, I, I don't know about you, but I love hedgehogs, right? Mm-hmm. Fucking love them. And I saw, thought, this poor cunt, he's just hedgehogging about in the night. Everyone knows they're yeah. fucking short-sighted, right? That's why Mrs. Tiggywinkle always had those spectacles on. Little yeah. round glasses, yeah. Yeah, but this yeah. this hedgehog had obviously lost its glasses. What, <laughs> uh, maybe it wore contacts, I don't know. But it wasn't wearing glasses. And that was the first thing I thought was unusual because I assumed that they all had little spectacles. And uh, it was just there. And it was so sad because some animals, like, when you see bad things have happened to them, they have this sort of tragic acceptance of their predicament. Do you know mm. what I mean? So it had fallen mm. down there, but rather than be clambering about to try and get out, it was just sitting there, perfectly still, staring just ahead. Yeah. But it was alive. awaiting death. No, it was alive, but it was oh, like awaiting good. death. And that's what it's like being an animal in the wild. They just think, oh, well, <clears throat> this day was bound to come. I didn't know exactly how I would meet my demise, but I've fallen in a man-made pit. I've got yeah. no hope of getting out because it was very deep. where I'm going. I can't yeah. see where I am. So what I will do is just sit here and wait for death's sweet embrace. Yeah, I've got no source of food or yeah. water. Yeah. Um, it's just, this is the end. I can't climb. I as, as, as a hedgehog, I've, I'm not really a climber. I'm a digger and I'm, a borrow, I'm more of a borrower than a digger. I can borrow really well. But climbing out of a fucking pit like this, no chance. So what did you do? How did you we get out? We called Hedgehog Rescue, mate. Oh, and right. they were amazingly efficient. They turned up that day, a couple of them. They gently yeah. removed... A couple of them? They, took okay, the, no. they, they gently removed the hedgehog from the pit and then they took it away. 
I Put like to rod. think to a rehabilitation <laughs> unit, but for all I know, they cooked and ate the cunt. Yeah, <laughs> great. We'll have this for our lunch. Sorry. Oh, nothing. Uh, <laughs> we're just taking it to a hedgehog facility. Hedgehog hospital. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't it's wait. On the website. I'm going to fucking roast this cunt and have it with chips. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my mouth's watering. First, I'll knock it out. Then I'll use the machine that strips all the spikes out of it, so I don't get hurt. Don't want them getting stuck the in my mouth. <laughs> Jalapeño. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Jalapeño. It reminds me of the hedgehog that was floating in the swimming pool on my first oh, yeah. day of me me hike. Me that was weird. Were you in Cyprus when that happened? Yeah. Yeah, because when yeah. you told me that, I was astonished because for some reason I just thought hedgehogs only existed in Britain. In the UK. They feel like, they, they feel like a sort animal, of a woodland they? creature that you get yeah. in autumnal environments, not in Cyprus. I thought it was all yeah, snakes it was definitely, in Cyprus. Yeah, definitely a hedgehog. Right. Unless it had been in me luggage and it had escaped out of the no, luggage. No, no, I've, I've subsequently discovered that you get hedgehogs everywhere. It was just me being thick. But, yeah, it was just floating in the pool. It was tragic. All right. What are you doing in my fucking pool? I didn't know you were coming. I thought check-ins was usually on a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they worked it last year. Maybe they changed their policy. <laughs> but again, blind. You know what I mean? Didn't realise yeah. the pool was there. Just fucking wandered in. Didn't have its glasses Probably on. had a bit of a swim about. No, accepted death. Oh, I'm going to get out of here, am I? Right, as well, just die. I'll just lie lie down and die. Lie on my back and die in the sun. Lovely. Yeah. Was it dead, or did you manage to save it? Oh, it was very dead, yeah. Oh, it was dead. dead. I put it in a carry bag, put it in the bin. It would have definitely got eaten out there. (laughs) Sorry, that's really racist. (laughs) (laughs) Claiming that Cypriots Uh, eat hedgehogs. That's not true. (laughs) That's just pathetic xenophobia on my part. Sorry, everyone. Yeah, we need to cut that out. Mm. We definitely don't do much of that. Um, so, yeah, getting With back that to kind the, of attitude, I'll get queen. a show on GB News, won't I? Yeah. I'm sad to lady, and we're looking into the epidemic of hedgehog eating in Cyprus. On the continent. Our former friends of the EU. <laughs> do we really want <laughs> that really kind of behaviour coming here? Into Britain? A place where we worship the humble hedgehog? Getting back, though, to the... Um, the question about building a door, blocking up a doorway. Um, should the pirate cats do that? Yeah, I think so. Have a go. What's the worst that can happen? Give it a go, mate. We'd all love to hire a cement mixer. We'd all love to get handy with a trout. Anytime I've seen someone building a wall, it has looked tremendously meditative and cathartic. Yeah, We're being told all the time now to live in the moment, right? Mindfulness. Yeah. And what better form of mindfulness is there than building a wall? And we've got all of that stuff now where we're encouraged it to be um, practical, you know, like the repair shop and all that mm, sort of thing. Mm. So, yeah, why not give it a go? 
it's, we did it's a, like for a while we tried to start a campaign about walls on this very show didn't we do you remember we were saying now there was a yeah. lot of walls in the 80s when we were growing up but now you don't see so many walls so that's another good reason it's like britain needs walls we live out in I a mean, post-Brexit era now. We need to get back to what once made Britain great. Part of our childhoods mm. were walls. You had that wonderful wall in Shiny, where you grew up. Yeah, Shiny Raw. And yeah, a, lot of people, a lot of people got in touch about that wall. A lot of, it was well known in the area. I saw on yeah, Twitter a lot loads of people. Sending photographs of it and everything yeah. like that, yeah. We're, um, I think we're going to do the history of walls on our forthcoming live tour. Yeah, we are. We've got some vital information about walls coming up on that. Uh, tickets available very soon um, or if you're nine months ahead or behind then the tour is finished you missed it yeah um, yeah do, do the wall make the wall because what's the worst thing that can happen you can go horribly wrong and all you do then you just fucking knock it down get a builder in and do it properly exactly and get get the uh, contractors round yeah they'll lay the first row of bricks then disappear for three months but eventually you will get your wall yeah so there we are that's that answered um what else have we got? I've got one. Uh, hello, fellas. Hope you can help. Just got a Karcher uh, pressure washer. I am a pressure mm-hmm. washer virgin and need some tips and tricks before I start a large, dirty patio. Thank you. Great pod. Peter Lynch from Liverpool. I have a Karcher. Do you know what? Have I ever talked about how I came about my Karcher? I don't think you have. I was no. leaving my big yellow storage unit. I was up the storage mm-hmm. a few years ago now. And as I was, I always, I don't know about you, I actually feel a bit depressed when I go to the storage. I always feel like I'm going to love it. But it's a little bit, something about it's like you open, it's like opening the Ark of the Covenant in Raiders of the Lost Ark and all ghosts fly out. Do you know what I mean? It feels a bit like that. Um, So I was leaving, I was probably feeling a bit sad about something I had to pack away. And some some bloke came up to me uh, and he went, excuse me, do you want that? And I went, do I want what? Straight away. I'm like, I'm checking my parameters, right? I've been approached by a stranger outside the big yellow storage. What does he want? Is this a scam? Yeah. Am I going to have to immobilise him with a swift blow to the windpipe? I mean, you might have used my cash point method. Do you remember that? What's that again? Where I stretch my hands and my arms and palms opened in all directions while I'm using the cash machine. Yeah. And shout, fuck off! Fuck off! exactly. Fuck off! It was like that. So I I can't be robbed. I was ready for something like that, a confidence trick. But I thought, not again, not today. So I was about to punch him in the throat. But then he pointed and said that. And it was a fucking Karcher pressure washer. Something which, like most men, I've always dreamt of owning. Just like a cement mixer, right? And I went, is that a Karcher? And he went, yeah. And I said, I thought, this is well dodgy. What man in their right mind would give away a Karcher? And I went, what are you giving that away for? He went, because I'm moving away. That's why I'm here at the storage. He goes, I'm moving out of the country. I have no use for this. I've run out of space in the fucking unit. Honestly, just have it. If not, it's going to go in the dump. And it worked. Fucking hell. I went home. I think my wife, because she knew that I'd always wanted a cartridge, because I'd gone on about it for years. And she'd sort of, I don't know, she'd, she'd, let's say, discouraged me, because she thought this is just another fucking stupid thing that Sam will buy and then never use right so when i came home it sounded like a right fucking long story it sounded like right jack in the beanstalk stuff she went right you've bought a fucking culture they cost about 200 quid 
Yeah. I've told you for years we're not getting a Karcher. No, it's not like that. Some bloke came up to me at the Big Yellow and gave it to me. And she was like, yeah, (laughs) Yeah, all right, right. whatever. But it's fucking true. He did. (laughs) Turn out your pockets. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She had to go through my credit card receipts. Um, No, but it's true. I got it for free. I've still got it now. And I don't often use it anymore. But it's obviously it's fucking blinding. But you do need good... Like, I can't wash the car with it because I don't have a hose attachment out the front of my house. And it needs to be attached right. to your to a water supply. To an outside tap sort of thing. Yeah. But I use it out the back uh, on the decking. And that's mm-hmm. quite... That's a, I mean, it, you know, it's like you see in the adverts. It is genuinely... You know, you will wash something and it will look fucking completely different within seconds. It's amazing. It's a miracle. It's a miracle machine. But I it's haven't got one machine. yet. Yeah. But oh, I'm going to buy a house soon, and I think the first thing I'll do is get a karcher. You get yourself a housewarming a present, which is which should be a karcher. Yeah, that carries on into another one we've got. Where is it? Oh, there's this one. No, hang on. I've got oh, one. Oh, shit. Oh, shit, I've just been sacked. Oh, no. Says Anon. Due to possible future legal stuff, he says in brackets. Oh shit, I've just been sacked. I mean, this was, he sent this in a month ago, so fuck knows what's happened now. Uh, totally bricking it, he says. How am I going to find a new job with gross misconduct on my record? I remember Andy got fired once for this. How did mm-hmm. he bounce back? Any tips? Mm. He says, I was a software developer. I reckon that career is totally fucked for me now. Gross Do misconduct. What I did, mate. It's very hard gross for us misconduct. to answer this unless we know that what the gross misconduct was. Exactly. He's implying that he's guilty. And we should be mm. careful because gross misconduct, if he's admitting guilt and he thinks it's that bad that he'd never get a job again, for all we know, he was doing something really bad, like maybe he was harassing someone. I could search his name. I've got I've got his name here. It says anonymous, but I've got his name. I could search his name and see if he's been charged with anything in the, mm. recently. Shall I just quickly Because do, do we that? want to help someone who did something quite bad? Let's have a look. Okay. Um, no, don't think he's been arrested for anything. Uh, in the uh, not recently, anyway. No. So we don't know. We don't know what he's done. Well, let's just we answer it in a more vague, general kind of kind of way um, what I did go freelance go self-employed mm. self-employment is the future for everyone really if you're a software developer surely you can do that freelance can't you you can, yeah. you can develop some software and oh, then knock God. it out do a start door do software as a service start up um, there's a million and one articles sending you how to do it you could get it done in a day you could be financed by the end of the week and you could have flogged the company a month later everyone's you can, you investing can, in businesses yeah. especially in yeah. the software industry because there's nowhere else interest rates so low. People are just putting... You know, rich people are piling all of their money into just, like, taking a chance on companies because it's, it's a like tax write-off. You could, you could go around door-to-door, you know, like people go around selling dusters and cleaning products Need door-to-door. any software? Yeah, I've got some software. you got any software, Nate? It's, uh, it's antivirus. It's virus-protected. Mm. And it'll do, your, uh, it'll do your household accounts for you. Uh, uh, I don't need quid. that, mate. Do you make apps at all? Uh, can do, can do. What are you looking at? Oh, I'm looking for an app that'll help me get the the shitter cleaned. Like, <laughs> aye, I could have a crack at that. 
if you if you're willing to invest in some seed capital. I need an app that's going to tell us where the nearest carvery is. All right, yeah, I can do that for you, no problem. <laughs> I want to call it carvery now, but because it's an app, we're going to spell carvery without any vowels in it. <laughs> Start with a K. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just do that. Go, go freelance, mate. What could go wrong? But um, gross misconduct, fucking hell, yeah, that could be anything. Yeah, because if you I mean, get sacked with... and it's not gross misconduct, it can be a result because you can get a big payout and that's the right result because you get a big yeah. lump sum of cash. But if it's yeah. gross misconduct, sometimes they'll try and do a trumped-up charge against you. I've seen it happen. Yeah, that's what happened to me. It, it happened, yeah, I mean, your one was totally trumped-up. Um, mm. And I told you about my mate who did his, uh, the day before his three-month trial was over, they just called mm-hmm. him in and said he'd been sat for gross misconduct, but they wouldn't tell him what. And they, they bank on you not taking it all the you, way you, against you them. You fucking can't take it anywhere within the first year. You can't go to a tribunal unless you've worked for more than a year. They were going to try and knock it up to two years. So right. you can work for more than three months somewhere and they can just tell you to fuck off. Fucking and there's nothing hell. you can do about it. It's shit. Yeah. Get Join a union. Join a union. Join a union, people. Join our podcasters um, union that we're starting up. So, uh, yeah, you could just, I mean, the gross misconduct with me, there was a list in the handbook. There was a handbook for staff and it told you the uh, the nine things that could be classed as gross misconduct. And then number 10 on the list was uh, anything else that the company deems gross oh, misconduct. yeah, yeah, classic. So it was like anything. Bringing some fucking chips in on your dinner hour, gross number misconduct. Number one. Putting your cock in the coffee jar as a joke. <laughs> the the top nine were all cock related. Yeah, and then of number ten were. was anything else we think of. <laughs> Thankfully that company has now gone into uh liquidation. It was a video shop, wasn't it? A DVD shop called Silver Screen. Yeah, of course they've gone down, mate. And it was it was set up by one of those fucking cunts that David Cameron went to uh Oxford with. Seriously, one of those Bullingdon cunts, yeah. Cunt. And he failed to fucking adapt like Love Film and Netflix mm-hmm. and fucking work out that you should st- you should pivot to some sort of streaming setup. Well, this was it. I mean, I knew it was going to fail before I even took the job, but took it anyway because it was a three grand a year um, wage increase from the library where I'd been working before that. Jesus Christ. What did you ago. find working in a library? Like, my missus used to work in the library. She speaks really highly of it. It was really chilled out. Yeah. There was very little work to do. Quite a lot of standing good, around. Good sort of just just rest sort of a, a job, isn't it? just rest job. Yeah. yeah. I mean, sometimes if you really had to do something, you'd take the trolley out with all the books on that had oh. been returned and put them back on the shelves. But there was no rush. Yeah. Great. I might do a bit of trolley in this afternoon. Well, don't. You know, don't stretch yourself. <laughs> Put it this way, I'd left a job at a Lloyd's TSB call centre, which was paying 12 and a half grand a year. Yes. This is in 2003, 2004. I left that job to go to the library, which was paying 11 and a half grand a year. So I took a pay cut. Yeah. But the difference in the fucking work was just immeasurable. Yeah. It went from high pressure, selling targets, oh my all God. that stuff. I took a grand pay cut per year and I was just pushing the trolley around, putting the books back on the shelves. 
Down, there's, a, there's such a huge amount to be said for downsizing in all sorts yeah. of ways. If you can, <clears throat> yeah, it's it's for your worth own it. Isn't mental it? health, yeah, yeah, for mental health purposes, do it. Downsizing, pushing pushing the trolley round with the books on, and dealing with the local weirdos that the library yeah. inevitably always attracts. Yeah, yeah. So it was fun. It was fun. Um, that's it for this episode. I think we've covered enough. We've logistics answered two there. questions very thoroughly. We've uh, and we've dealt with hedgehogs. Some, so. Took a few phone calls in the middle of it as well. I can't even be bothered to edit them out. Nah, fuck that. Normally I go People through. Like and it. just it's authentic, and that's what podcasting's that. really all about. Oh, they're getting so many phone calls during these episodes. I had no idea. Oh, you won't believe it. Never you fucking won't fucking believe the officer coming over the phone, and we reject them all. Yeah, <laughs> we do. Thanks very much. Goodbye. Bye bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.